0: Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Fill us, Lord. Fill us with your spirit. Help us to feel your presence today. Turn our graves into gardens. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't know a whole lot about gardening now if I'm honest I have gardeners and farmers in my family history my grandfather was a master gardener but I don't have a green thumb maybe I do I've never actually tried it to be honest with you but what I do know I know the basics of gardening of planting you need a seed a good seed not just any seed it has to be a quality seed you also need good soil not any soil you know that red clay doesn't work very well you need good soil to put that seed into but a seed and soil isn't enough you need to nourish that seed you need water maybe not enough water or too much water, depending on what you're trying to plant, but you need water to nourish it. And depending on what you're trying to grow, you either need direct sunlight or no direct sunlight. The keys are putting everything together. The right seed, the right soil, the right amount of water, the right amount of sunlight. Today, We're beginning a new four-week sermon series called Rooted. Psalm 1, chapter 3 says that a person rooted in faith shall be like a tree planted by streams of water, which yield its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do will prosper in order for a seed to grow and to ultimately prosper it must first be planted and generally you plant it in soil i know there's some of those ha- fancy you know hydroponic plants now that don't need soil but you generally need soil and the quality of that soil it's immeasurable and it has an immeasurable effect on the growth So to begin this series, we're going to talk about the planting of the seed and the quality of the soil. In the parable of the sower, Jesus says, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. And the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. So other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was so. He who has ears, let him hear. Eight verses later, Jesus took the time to actually explain what this meant because, quite frankly, the disciples are sometimes like us. They're a little hard-headed, and they couldn't quite figure out what Jesus was trying to tell them. So eight verses later, Jesus explains it to them. It says, listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, The evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the seed along the path. The one who received the seed that fell on the rocky places is the one who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since he has no root, he lasts only. A short time. When trouble or persecution my slide hasn't caught up with me yet. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word he quickly falls away. The one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is the one who hears the word. But The worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it unfruitful. But the one who received the seed that fell on the good soil is the one who hears the word and understands it. He produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times What was sown. Jesus gives us four different scenarios of seed being spread in the parable. He explains to us that the seed is the word of God, the good news that we're supposed to share with others, the soil is the heart of a person where the seed of the good news is to take root. Jesus makes clear that the problem in the parable doesn't occur with the seed. That seed is always perfect. The problems arise depending on what kind of soil the seed falls into. So today, I want to spend the rest of our time looking at those four different types of soil that's described in the parable. The first type is the path. You could say it's a hardened or maybe even an oblivious heart. Because a hardened or oblivious heart is a barren wasteland. See, some are just opposed To the good news. They're flat right, flat against it. They'll do anything they can to keep it from being heard. While there are others who are just oblivious to it. Whether by personal volition or innocent omission, the parable is clear that the seed will not grow where there's inhospitable soil. In fact, it says that the enemy will come and snatch the seed away because he doesn't want any chance that that seed will take root and grow in a person's life. See, this kind of soil will never reproduce because it can't reproduce second type of soil are the rocky places. You can call it a troubled heart. See, a troubled heart produces shallow roots. Life is long, and at times it's a difficult journey. If we've not learned anything from 2020, it's that. Life is long, and it's hard. A heart that is troubled by the obstacles and the adversity of life will fail to produce deep roots. How many of you had maybe had a tree come down this week? Bad storms came through. There's a tree at the courthouse, a massive tree at the courthouse that fell and took out a retaining wall when it fell. It also reminds me of Deborah and Jesse's tree that some of us went out there and helped to cut down is a massive tree, but I remember looking, the roots weren't that deep. That's why it was able to fall with wind and rain. See, these individuals have an interest in the gospel and even seem to embrace it at the beginning of the journey. However, Over time, without tending to the growth of the seed, they fall away during the tough times, during the tribulations that all of Christ's disciples will face. If I'm honest with you, during this pandemic, I've I've been concerned about our church. It's easy to stay at home and to not connect. Now, I know there are many who can't come out. They're watching online, and I praise God for the the blessing that we've been able to do online. But I'm also concerned. Will people fall away? Will the troubles of this life, will the other things, will it drown out the church? I pray it doesn't. We need to do all that we can to help build deep roots. In fact, Jesus actually warned us in John 16. He says, In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Shallow roots will not sustain a person through the adverse and difficult seasons of life. It takes deep and strong roots, growing in healthy soil to weather the stormy seasons that are bound to come our way. The third type of soil are the thorns. Call it a distracted heart. And a distracted heart will bear no fruit. A distracted heart cannot grow the roots needed to sustain life. A heart that cares more for the things of this world than for the things of the kingdom is not the healthy soil needed to experience kingdom growth. I don't know if you realize it. If if, well, if you don't, you've probably been hiding somewhere. We're just a couple days away from a major thing called an election. There's a lot of hate out there right now from both sides. I don't care whether you vote for a Republican or a Democrat. There's a lot of hate out there, and a lot of hate coming from people who call themselves Christians. that should not be the case Jesus says to love your enemies and if you consider those on the other side of the political aisle an enemy love them on social media almost every day I see someone who calls himself a a Christian I say that because what they're doing makes it appear as if they might not be a Christian Those who call themselves a Christian who post hateful things about the other side. Both ways. And I see people who call themselves Christians liking it, agreeing with it, sharing it. If that comes across your social media feed, don't like it. Don't share it. We are called to love each other. How can we ever expect the world outside of the church to come to the church when all they see from us is hate? We have got to get past that. If no one can experience love, if anyone can, it should be us. They should see that in everything that we say and do. Yes, I should get off politics. They said we're not supposed to talk about that in church. But again, you know, just show love. It's a simple, it's a simple scenario. All you got to do is love. There are a lot of people out there I don't like. Doesn't mean I don't can't love them. But I love them the way that Jesus loves them because they are also made in the image of God. See, money, status, popularity, otherworldly endeavors choke out the ability of this seed to get the nutrients and the care necessary to grow roots. Unhealthy, distracted soil is not the place for seed to grow. And it's definitely not the place to find a harvest of healthy fruit. So just show love. The fourth type of soil is the good seed. The good soil. That's what we want want to focus on, right? That's the only one of these four that we really focus on. We kind of ignore the other ones. But the good soil, you can call it a fertile heart. Because a, a fertile heart sustains life. A heart that's fertile is one that's ready to accept the gospel and does the hard work of nurturing it to grow. This heart is is one that's open to the truth of God's word and open to the transformation that will take place. The heart is made ready by the prompting of the Holy Spirit and the participation of the individual. This heart does not just experience growth for themselves, but actually impacts all of those around them. It says sometimes a hundredfold, sometimes 60, sometimes 30-fold. I'm happy with 30. I'm not going to be greedy. I don't need a hundredfold. If I can just produce 30-fold, I'll be happy. Makes me think the same thing applies to a church. What kind of church is Taff? Are we a hardened heart? A troubled heart? A distracted heart? Or are we a fertile heart church? Healthy soil is where seeds have the most opportunity to grow into life-giving plants. Let me give you an example. A healthy apple tree can bear enough fruit to feed dozens of people, can give shade to the weary that are walking in the sunlight. Its flowers nourish thousands of pollinators every spring. Its seed spreads and multiplies into immeasurable amount of other apple trees over the course of its lifetime. So what kind of soil describes your heart today? Is it a hardened or oblivious heart? Is it a troubled heart? Is it a distracted heart? Or is it a fertile heart? What about this church? I hope that we are a fertile heart church. Are you indifferent to the good news of Jesus Christ? Are you needing to spend some time on the condition of your heart so that the seed of the gospel can grow deep and healthy roots? Are you distracted? Are there too many things in your life clamoring for your attention and care? If you've ever had an earthly garden, you know the effort that it takes to grow and sustain life in that garden. It is no different with the eternal garden of your heart where the divine seed of the gospel and the kingdom are trying to grow. They need healthy soil and consistent care. So what can you do this week? What can you do this next week to strengthen the soil of your heart? Maybe you need some dedicated time in prayer. Maybe you need to remove the distractions. Cut out the TV. Cut out the social media. That might be good for all of us. Maybe it's not sleeping in so long. Maybe you need dedicated time each and every morning in God's Word. I invite you to let the gospel be planted in your life and to dedicate your time to growing deep and healthy roots. If you want to take that challenge, whether you're at home watching or whether you're here, if you want to do that, will you stand? Will you stand today? And as I pray and as they lead us in music, pray that God will help your heart to be fertile. Heavenly Father, I believe that the harvest is ready. Prepare our hearts to hear and receive the good news of Jesus. May it take root in our lives. And may it produce a crop that's far beyond our comprehension. Produce fertile soil in each of us and in this church. This I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.